This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Here, here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. So this week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be catching up with Josh Centers of Tidbits and Tank Control Books. We'll be talking about a lot of things, including some of the problems with the number one ride-sharing service, Uber. A little bit later, we'll be hearing an encore appearance with a guest from Mobile Nations to talk about Snapchat. All this and more this week on The Tech Night Owl Live. As I clear my throat, I realize that Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books is here. He is smiling, so he has not heard me clear my throat because it's really, really not a sound you'd like to listen to. Is that correct, sir? Um, Well, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. There is that. There is that. Now, you were mentioning before we started that you were trying to do or participate in a Google Hangouts chat the other day, and people had difficulty hearing you. Now, of course, when we do shows like this, we have been using Skype for many years. Overall, what's your impression? Which do you think is better, Google Hangouts or Skype? Well, you know, Google Hangouts has some neat features, but I think Skype is overall more reliable you know, Google Hangouts is good if you have a lot of participants and you need the video and all that. And Skype can do that, but uh, hang, that's kind of the speciality of Hangouts. Uh, the problem specifically I had with Hangouts the other day was that no one could hear me talk. The The microphone uh, was set up correctly. Everything should have been right, yet no one could hear me. I suspect part of it is due to uh, the fact that they integrate Hangouts with the Chrome browser. And just anytime you uh, do stuff through a browser instead of a native app, you grab some additional issues. Uh, the thing I wonder is, did Skype become worse when it was acquired by Microsoft? Um, you know, I haven't really noticed that it's any worse. If anything, it's it's maybe a little better. I I, I don't know. I, I don't use Skype enough. Like, you know, our, our regular talks on this show are usually when I use Skype. They did kind of screw up the interface for all. It seems a little better now. It does the job. It's, you know, not the greatest thing. But, no, you know, no, I'm, I haven't found any of these voice over IP apps to be just spectacular. They all have their drawbacks in some way. What I do notice sometimes when my son calls, he uses WhatsApp. And the voice quality is really good. But WhatsApp can't do what this does, which is a group chat. Right. Adam Inkst and I use uh, Slack calls a lot. And uh, we have found that voice quality is outstanding it's almost a little spooky because it seems it's you sound like you're in the same room with each other so so it's a little freaky at, at that point but um it doesn't do group chat at least uh, or maybe it does if you pay for it or something i don't know but you know so so we tend to use hangouts for the the big group meetings but uh it, it kind of flopped last time we tried it and what is google doing when you use their services their free services Oh, well, that's that's a good question. You, you know, they tend to say if you're not paying for something, you're actually the product. Although, 
you know, just because you pay something doesn't mean uh, they won't sell your information, too. So <laughs> just like your ISP now, they actually had to pass a law that allows your ISP to sell your data to a third party. They passed okay, the law. Let me clarify that, because a lot of people are misunderstanding the situation here. So uh, late last year, around October, I think, the FCC under uh, President Obama issued some new privacy rules for ISPs. Long story short, you had to opt in if they're going to uh, collect and sell your data to third parties. The new FCC commissioner, who came in just a couple of months later, said, okay, we're not going to enforce that. We're not doing that. And then Congress passed a law eliminating those rules, and then President Trump signed it into law. You see, people are, are hearing it as, oh, well, now our privacy's gone. The truth is, you never had those protections in the first place. They never had a chance to actually implement them. Effectively, nothing has changed in how the web has been ran for the past, I don't know, 20-plus years. So, you know, there's no reason to panic um, of course, protecting your privacy is always a good idea, but you know nothing effectively has changed. The only thing that might change is that ISPs might be a little emboldened by this uh, turnover of regulations, so they might think, oh, okay, well, now we can start doing this full force and nothing's going to be a problem. Although uh, most of the major ISPs have said, we, we've never done this, we're not going to do it, uh, we have no plans to do so. Now, whether you believe them or not, that's another story. But that's that's sort of the situation we're in now. So basically, something wasn't happening. Then it was prohibited from happening, if it were to happen. And now there's no prohibitions over something that's not happening. Am I correct? Yeah, basically. I mean, people are acting like it's the end of the world because we lost these rules. But those rules were never enacted. They basically never existed outside of an idea. <laughs> so much for ideas. So I'm reading at the tidbit site here, 27 years. Yeah. Gee, you know, some of our listeners aren't 27 years old. So how can you do something for 27 years? Um, you know, competency generally helps. Uh, you know, Adam and Tanya wrote a tight ship. I think our biggest advantage, especially compared to a lot of larger publications, is that we have very low overhead. You know, when I was brought in in uh, 2013 as a full-time employee, I was employee number three after more than two decades in business. So, you know, we don't have an expensive headquarters in San Francisco or New York or Los Angeles or somewhere like that, you know, a super expensive place. We don't have, you know, this expensive overhead. We don't have dozens of employees. Uh, we've never taken venture capital money. Uh, on top of that, we have a very loyal subscriber base. We have very loyal readers. We respect them, and in turn, they respect us. And so we have a lot of people who pay for the Tidbits membership, uh, which is as low as $20 a year. And all that pays my salary. Like Adam and Tanya wanted to bring on an employee, you know, so they could free themselves up for other things. And uh, so they started the subscription uh, membership thing. Uh, that's where my salary comes from. That's how they afford to pay me. And uh, that's especially important in a time when advertising can be uh, such a flaky way to make money. Uh, we've had some good success lately uh, attracting new advertisers. We uh, Squarespace is a current advertiser. We had a set app for a while, which is a really cool uh, subscription service from MacPaw Software, kind of like Netflix for Mac apps. We had them for a little bit as a as a sponsor. You know, it's it's hard to really 
depend on advertising and sponsorships day to day. You know, you could have a, a long-term sponsor for a long, you know, for years, and suddenly they're like, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. And it's one of those things, um, we sort of believe that advertising isn't really all that effective, at least not in the way people think it is. You know, it's great for a brand play. It's great for letting people know uh, that you exist. But, you know, the thought that people see an ad, they click the ad, they buy the product right from that ad, uh, I think that's sort of a flawed assumption. I know this from my own personal usage. You know, there, um, uh, like Squarespace is a good example. You know, I listen to all these podcasts, and you always hear Squarespace, Squarespace, because they sponsor every podcast. They have a tremendous marketing department. Eventually got to the point, yeah, I, I needed a website. I checked out Squarespace. I saw what I liked. Uh, I don't even remember what specific referral I used. I mean, in truth be told, there's probably 20 different podcasts that deserved uh, a slice of that money, but you know, th- you know, it, it's not quite as direct as people think, and so I think that leads to some uh, a lot of bad assumptions in the advertising business. So, uh, really, just to sum up the point, it's uh, you know, low overhead, uh, different sources of revenue. Also, take control accounts in that. You know, take control has been a tremendous part of Tidbit's revenue. So, uh, you know, diversifying your income sources. And, uh, you know, just generally playing it smart. You know, don't spend more than what you have. Don't spend more than what you're going to make. Um, you know, there are certain things we'd love to do. Uh, for instance, uh, and this is uh, soon to be a priority of Adam's, is to uh, redo our website, redo our infrastructure. It's old and creaky. And we're aware of that. You know, no one, no one needs to tell us that. Um, but those kinds of things are expensive. Uh, so, you know, a lot of places would be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll take out a loan or whatever for that. We'll get some VC capital. Uh, and, uh, you know, try to do that in the hope that it will increase revenues to the point that, uh, they can pay for it. But, uh, we'll finish that in our next segment with Josh centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the tech night. Owl live. <laughs> Neighbors. I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning graphic converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. 
Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Imagine what it's like to be active your whole life and then find out you're going blind. I have age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. As a wife, mother, and grandmother, my sight is precious to me, so I was relieved to find that Treatments for some forms of AMD are available, and research for additional treatments is underway. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website, fightblindness.org, where I found so much helpful information. Call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So what he's telling us here is that Tidbits organization operates lean and mean. Josh yes. Centers being the third person to join the company. And that you don't go out and try to get loans or venture capital, hoping future revenues will pay the bills. It's kind of like, for example, having a tax cut, hoping that it will magically increase income to the government and they'll be able to pay what they lose. Of course, that never happens. Right. Well, I, I, I can't really comment on a tax policy you know i'm just a i'm a simple tech guy you know i, I do think there is a curve you know they talk about the laffer curve if you believe it they laugh at you <laughs> well you know there was a time uh i believe under jfk the lower taxes and actually increased revenue but i think that was the only time that happened you know there's a certain 
you know, I think if you can overtax and you don't get as much revenue because you're damp- dampening economic growth, but it's not just just a magical thing. You know, it doesn't mean every time you cut taxes, you're going to suddenly see more revenue. You know, there's just a, there's a certain balance uh, to have there, and and you'd really need to have an economist or a, a tax expert on to talk about that because you know I'm just kind of talking out my hind end here. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing, the way it works from what I've read, is that there is some growth. From the tax cut, but it's never enough to cover the amount of the tax cut. Anyway, let's get back to this here. So you were operating tidbits, lean and mean, and Adam and Tanya don't want to just do things to waste money, keep things going. And they're very conservative, I guess, about what they spend things on. But apparently there are going to be some changes or differences or improvements coming up. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, you know, one of the big things that's happened uh, in the Inc.'s life, and they, they've written about this publicly, so uh, I, I'm free to speak about it, I suppose. Their son, Tristan, is going to college. He's been accepted to Cornell, uh, their alma mater, so they're very excited and happy about that. That's going to free the, up a lot of their time because, uh, you know, they spend a lot of time uh, doing stuff for him, uh, helping him get ready for college, uh, you know, taking him to you know sporting events, that sort of thing. So they're going to have a little bit more free time to uh, work on those things. Uh, financially, we're doing pretty good. You know, I don't think, I mean, we're not just exploding, you know, growing through the roof like uh, Wall Street would expect one to do. But, you know, we, we make a steady income. And, uh, you know, I've, I've helped bring in some new sponsors this year. So, uh, you know, that helps things. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the idea of editorial and and the advertising side should be separate. But when you want run a lean operation, you know, I've, I've worked, for some, worked for some newspapers where you basically had one guy. You know, the editor did everything, wrote the stories, uh, laid out the pages, sold the ads, you know. And that's what you have to do in a lean operation. And so uh, we just try to firewall that as best as we can. But uh, I think the trick to keeping a media operation running as long as you do you have to run it lean you have to uh diversify your income sources and uh don't spend more than you make it's it's really common sense at least i think so well you know sometimes you just you know shoot for the moon and the stars but i think for the kind of company you have you have to be careful because things can change so quickly that what you plan on by the time you spend the money something changes and you can't just suddenly reallocate money you have to be real careful i know with our sites we've been pretty lean and mean so we have a server i manage most of the stuff on a rare occasion we have the money to hire a tech for a few hours or a specific task but most of it is me and begging the support people at the host or at a company called cpanel which manages our web control panel to run the site to do things and that's it so we keep pretty lean, too, and add a little, a little, slow and slow. But then you've been around for 27 years. That shows the success of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, we're the oldest surviving online-only publication. I think uh, I think Adam said there used to be this Irish-American, some kind of Irish newsletter that was technically older than we were. Um, but they, they stopped publishing a few years ago, so now we've taken that crown. Well, <laughs> you see, you just stay around. And eventually, the competition dies off, and you're the only one left. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's definitely the advantage uh, to playing conservative. But hey, I will say, I will say this. If there are any venture capitalists listening, you know, hey, if you're looking for an investment, make me a pitch. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear it out. You know, just, uh, you know, I, I'd be curious to hear it. But, uh, you know, just on that off chance. You'll have lavish offices in the Silicon <laughs> Valley. And no, right now you work at home. Adam works yes. at home. It's a small business. That's obviously a good way sometimes to keep out of trouble. In any way, 27 years, let's hope you have 54 years and we're still talking about it. In fact, if I'm still alive in 27 more years, that's going to be something to talk about. Anyway, let's just continue. We don't want to get into that. All right. We hear so many controversies about the number one ride-sharing service on the planet, Uber. Oh, dear. Oh, and they're always doing something. Not that I have not had experience at both ends of the stick when it comes to Uber. Because it's a quick way to make money sometimes when you need a little extra. And I think that's an advantage to people. But Uber does funky things that aren't very nice. So we're hearing they were going to do something there with an iOS app that would run afoul of Apple's guidelines and that the CEO of Uber actually was summoned to Apple headquarters for a dressing down? What went on there? Yeah, it's it's an interesting story. And uh, this is from Mike Isaac in the New York Times, who's a, an excellent rep- uh, tech reporter. And um, so I don't know exactly how they're doing this. That's That's the big asterisk to this. And uh, he said on Twitter, he for various reasons, he didn't want to reveal how they were doing it. Um, and my understanding is the way the method they're using has been closed off by Apple. But somehow Uber made it so they could tag and potentially track your iPhone if you installed their app, even if you deleted it, even if you wiped the phone. Um, it would still they would still be able to track you. Um, it's kind of a bizarre thing, and and to add to the bizarreness of this is that they actually established a geofence around Apple headquarters out in Cupertino, so that the code for this would not appear inside that geofence. So if you're an app reviewer at Apple. You would not see this code because you're inside this geofence they made. It's very sneaky, very sneaky. And uh, but apparently that didn't last long. The the folks at Apple are smarter than Uber gives them credit for, and uh, they figure this out. And so Tim Cook called up. Uh, how do you say? How do you say his last name? Travis. Uh, is it Kalachik? Is that is that correct? You know what? Doesn't matter if he doesn't like it. He'll come here and he'll yell at us because he's not a very nice guy. We're not going to talk about the unmentionable person at the head of Uber, but we've got Josh Centers. We're happy to mention him. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 
365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But Pill Pack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need Pill Pack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech 
Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So I'm Gene Steinberg, and he's Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. Shows the Tech Night Owl Live. A good way to support the show, by the way, is to join the Tech Night Owl Plus. You get the commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio for a low monthly, weekly, annual, five-year, or lifetime subscription fee. To learn more with simple, relatively simple sign-ups instructions, we invite you to check plus.com. TechNightOwl.com. That's P L U S. TechNightOwl.com. All right. So support the media you love. That's how you keep them going. All right. So we have Travis Kalanick, I guess. Kalanick, Kalachik, Cucamonga. I, I don't know. Well, but okay. Anyway, if I ever sign up with Uber again, they're going to be after me. Seriously well, speaking here. Uber doesn't get the love because he's done some strange things. Like one time he started yelling at an Uber driver who I guess wasn't performing up to his expectations. You know, you're kind of in the twilight zone when you drive for Uber because you're not an employee, are you? I guess you're an independent contractor. Right. You're not an employee. And because you're not an employee, you have no rights. They could deactivate you whenever they want if you do the wrong thing. You know, if you breathe the wrong way, you're deactivated. If one customer doesn't like you, you're deactivated, whatever. You know, it's really, really hanging by a slender thread. And I know people actually try to make it into a full-time job. They buy or lease a vehicle. They drive full-time for Uber. And they have to, of course, carry their own expenses for their vehicle and gas and everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's no rights there. I mean... A company that big, shouldn't there be some regulations, even at a time when our government says, we don't need no stinking regulations? Oh, we're having a political show today, huh? <laughs> so so here's the thing with Uber. You know, they've kind of skirted certain rules for a long time, you know, and uh, I've been generally supportive of that. I think in a lot of cities, uh, you have these terrible uh, sort of monopolistic taxi systems where you have to kind of be in the club to get the badge or medal or whatever it is to earn the right to drive a cab. And Uber came along with this tremendous idea that, hey, you have a car, you have a smartphone, somebody needs a ride. If you're not doing anything else, you give them a ride, they pay you, everybody wins. You know, what a tremendous idea. What a great free market capitalist idea. I love it. You know, I'm all for them thumbing their nose at those, those ridiculous regulations. But here's the problem, is that uh, the guy in charge of Uber, by all means, appears to be a sociopath. Uh, Sarah Lacey at uh, Pando, was it Pando Daily, has been writing about this, uh, you know, for a long time. She was way ahead of the curve on this stuff. Just the sexual harassment, the creepy, uh, the stalking they do of people, tracking people's locations and things. You know, just, just I mean, just a mountain of terrible things they do, which is a real shame, you know, because I've defended the company for a long time. You know, I support their business in general, but I can't abide by all this creepy stuff they do. But now, see, here's the thing, you know, and this is the beauty of a free market open system, is that Uber is not the only game in town. Uh, There is Lyft, which by 
all all measures by everyone I know who is a journalist or they drive with them. I know some people who drive both. Most people who drive with Uber regularly also use Lyft, and they'd rather do Lyft, especially since they got rid of the stupid pink mustache and just it's just a normal car now. Uh, by all accounts, they're they're better people. They treat their drivers better. Everyone seems happier with Lyft. Um, I've only used Uber once. I only had I've only had one chance to use it. I will say. If I ever need something like that again, I'll use Lyft um, without question because, you know, it just seems like a much better company, you know. And this stuff that Uber has done is is going to hurt them. It's already hurting them in the marketplace. I think especially for a lot of Apple users, this uh, stuff that's come out about them and Tim Cook having to dress them down and all this, uh, it's probably going to be the last straw. Let me and, give and you I, some observations about Lyft and Uber. Okay. Being familiar with both. Now, Lyft is a much smaller company. So if you're a driver, you may have to make a decision. You're not getting enough work. From Lyft, you may prefer to use Uber if you're not in a big city. And there are cities where Lyft isn't there. The Lyft software is not as well integrated on iOS as Uber. Uber, you can do it all from one app, and it's very smooth. With Lyft, it has a clumsy integration with Google Maps. So, of course, you're going to pick up a rider and you're going on a trip and you got to engage in extra tapping to then launch Google Apps, press a start button, the arrow, to get the turn-by-turn directions to your destination. Mm-hmm. It's very, very awkward. The other thing is here is that Uber, I think, gives you a higher percentage of the payment than Lyft I don't know if Lyft charges more money. I don't know how that's compensated for. But Lyft allows you to get tips. With Uber, you can't get a tip. If you get a tip, it has to be done cash. But the point of this is to have a cashless system for everyone's protection. The driver is protected because you're not going to rob the driver of his cash if he's dealing with some cashless system. He may not have any cash. Either way, if you want the person's car, you still steal the car. But... You get the point. So I don't know. I mean, it's a nice idea, both Lyft and Uber. But I think when you're making the decision of which to use from the standpoint of somebody who wants to make a living from it, you've got to see which is providing more traffic in your city. As far as, but they both do something which is good. When you sign up, they do a background check. Don't know how thorough it is. But they got to make sure you're not a child rapist. You're not a convicted felon. You don't have some weird, funky things that really could be a problem. Right. Well, didn't Uber have a problem with that where they're having like some convicted rapists and such uh, as Uber drivers? And so they had to start doing that. You know, I haven't followed the complete history. It's, it was kind of the back of my mind until, of course, I was in a situation where I wanted to see what it was like. So we can go from there yeah. without going into excessive detail. And I understand how it works from the rider and the driver's standpoint. And I think it's a good idea. The basic concept is great. I hope that as Uber grows now, they get their act together and become a responsible company. I hope Lyft gets much bigger and becomes a more credible counterpoint in more cities. As I said, if you're in a place outside of a large city, there may not be enough business for you well see this is my frustration with all these ride sharing things is that 
they're limited to certain cities. And I don't understand that. I think I don't know why they do things that way. I think they're leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, you, you know, for uh, here, here and, and there's so many other services that get offered. You know, here, for instance, you know, I live in a rural town. I don't live in a big city. Um, uh, I own a big pickup truck. I own a uh, a Dodge Ram. Um, you know, some hey, somebody might need a ride. They might also need something hauled. Let's say someone buys a refrigerator. They drive like a, I don't know a Subaru Impreza or something. They can't fit the fridge in their Subaru. Uh, they they open up Lyft, they open up Uber, whatever, and click a button. I need a truck. You know, they got all these different kinds of Ubers. They have like Uber X and Uber SUV and blah blah blah. And Uber Exotics, I think they can drive ride an exotic car. Anyway, you know, how about Uber truck? You know, and, and you can have that anywhere. And, oh, hey, I need this fridge brought to my house. You know, and I could, get, you know, get a ding on my phone. Oh, hey, somebody needs a fridge moved. It's my lunch break. I'll go do that, earn earn a quick 20 bucks. You know, um, this seems like that's my frustration. Like, why does it have to be limited to big cities? You know, there are all kinds of places where someone might need a ride uh, or, or they might need something moved. You know, uh, you know, I, I've been saying for years, if Uber started like a pickup truck service they would make bank like there's so much money they're just leaving on the table you know we've got uh, more of this coming up talking about ride sharing and the future this is an interesting topic we have josh centers of tidbits and take control books i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night owl live you are listening to gcn Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. 
these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Now, just before we go back to this discussion about Uber or Lyft taking on this truck kind of delivery service, the other issue here is with Uber, you can also do restaurant delivery. It's like a higher level. There are several levels, which I do not understand, of Uber, and one of which is to deliver food. And if you do that, I think you get more money because you're going to a restaurant, taking this package of food, probably a bag or something, which is... I guess, heat sealed or something, and you run to the various customers. I guess the payments are collected in advance, so you'll get a tip, maybe a cash tip for it. So that's one thing. There's also another level of Uber, which is above those, and I have no understanding of what that is. I'll have to look it up. With Lyft, I don't think you have the multi-level, do you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I, like like I said, I'm, I'm a country boy, so I don't get to use these things very, very much. I will say... I'm so envious of people who live in cities who have food delivery. And that's that's another reason I wish uh, these companies would expand outside of big cities. Because, like, you know, we don't have many restaurants in town. It's like a Hardee's and a, and a Crystal and a, and a Chinese place and a couple of Mexican places and some barbecue. You know, it's not a whole lot. Some nights we're just exhausted. Our child's being cantankerous, and we just don't feel like going out. We don't feel like cooking. I would happily pay somebody to go fetch some food and bring it back, you know, I, I would totally pay for that service. 
You know, I looked up Uber, by the way, the various Uber levels. Here they are. Uber X, standard service. We have a car with four riders. Uber XL, which means you have a vehicle with capacity for six passengers, like an SUV or a minivan. Uber Select, a luxury sedan that seats up to four riders, like a BMW, Mercedes, Audi, etc. Uber Black, which is a luxury service. Okay, so the normal driver, the guy who has standard rider, takes normal things, it's going to be an Uber X service. Does that make sense? Right. I've always been a little confused by their tiers because, you know, it's like you look you look at the menu and it's like, where's where's just Uber Uber? Where's, where's the regular Uber? <laughs> I guess that would be Uber X, right? Yeah, but the thing also is for a service like this, It only works if there's enough traffic in your city for a driver to get work. So it's not that you will occasionally need someone. It is, are there enough people within 10 miles of where you live, say, a normal radius, an easy driving radius, to provide enough work? And if they're not, you're not going to get much service there. That's why they won't put in the service. You know, it's a matter of traffic. Now, I guess the other thing could be they look over a market and say, we will take like 100 drivers because that will give them enough chance to make a living. But I don't know. I don't think they really consider that very much. Well, you know, maybe the issue, maybe the issue now that I think about it could be maybe an area doesn't have enough drivers, you know, and that could lead to a bad user experience because you click, you call the Uber there is no Uber or you're staying there waiting for three hours and no, nothing ever shows up because there's no one near you or, or if they're near you, they're not working at the moment. So that, that might be the issue. That might be the issue now that I think about it. And I can see why they wouldn't want to do that because that would reflect poorly on them. Well, I don't know. I think because this is kind of a fledgling business and Uber doesn't even make money. I mean, they what was it last year? They grossed $20 billion and lost 2 or $3 billion. They're still, you know, hemorrhaging cash. Right. Well, because they have a ridiculous amount of employees. They have like hundreds of employees. Well, it might be that. The point being, at the end, as they get bigger, they have to make this more efficient. They have to become more responsible as a corporation. Because when you see them doing funky things with the local laws, with apps, you have to think that the authorities will become more and more savvy to the stuff they're pulling. And also, you have to look at it because, you know, I'm somebody who came from a working class family. How you treat the people who drive for you. And that's the most important thing. It's providing good service to the rider, but the driver has to be treated fairly with respect. And the question is here, is it too laissez-faire now? I don't know. Right. Well, it's one of those things that... um I think in the long run, of course, in the long run, we're all dead. But in the long run, I I think the market is going to do a pretty good job of sorting out. You know, if Uber keeps doing these terrible, shady things, uh, you know, Lyft's going to become bigger. And, uh, you know, and then other companies who want to get into this will look at that and they'll say, oh, okay, well, you can't don't follow. Don't be like Uber Um, because Uber's in a lot of danger right now. I mean, they may pull through, but they're they're in a lot of danger right now with with all this just an avalanche of bad press. Yeah, but and the it, thing is, I wonder how many people out there pay attention to any of this. I mean, it shows up in the tech pages of a newspaper or something else. 
but I suspect a lot of people don't notice. They'll learn because because here's how this sort of thing tends to spread. You know, you know, maybe you got some. Uh, I don't know, some random person doesn't pay attention to tech news, but they, they use Uber all the time to, I don't know, get around the city. And then one of their techie friends like, hey, you may not want to use Uber. Oh, well, why is that? Well, well, they track your phone. You know, it was so bad that Tim Cook had to, you know, call the CEO of Uber in, you know, and, and you know, give him a lecture. Oh, well, you should use Lyft instead. You know, I've seen this happen a lot of uh, different technologies adopted, you know, saw it with the iPhone. I saw it with the Mac, you know, you'd have the techie say, no, buy the Mac. The Mac's going to have less problems than your Windows machine. Oh, okay. So I, I think it will definitely have a bad word of mouth effect on Uber. Will that uh, change things? I mean, I think something's got, I mean, if I were an investor in Uber, I would be saying, uh, guys, uh, we got to change something. This, uh, this can't go on. You know, A, I don't want my own personal brand associated with your sleaziness and b this is going to hurt business not just the business but i don't see the federal government regulating them but i do see certainly local cities where they've run into problems now in new york city uber had a problem because the taxi cab medallions that's the shield that a taxi cab in new york has that allows them to go out there and run a normal cab service to pick up passengers on the fly and everything, that cost a million dollars. Yeah. It cost a million dollars. I remember not so many years ago it was 50000 And the reason it's a million now is because they don't make more medallions. There's a specific fixed number. And part of that is because the heart of New York City, the borough of Manhattan, is a very concentrated area. And there are just so many vehicles you can allow in there before it causes congestion, which it already has. So I understand that limitation, but it also means that you have situations like this. You had, for example, in New York, because I'm familiar with this, you had car services, which is kind of like the predecessor to an Uber. And where that is, you have a private company that books trips on the phone. Now, I guess it's online. In those days, it was on the phone. Oh, send me a car and they charge you a fixed rate. And usually they can collect it over the phone or I guess they would collect it in the field. The key being here is I guess that skirted the system. You couldn't go and be hailed on the street. You can't be hailed on the street. And the same is true for Uber or Lyft. You can't be hailed on the street. I need a cab. It is you've got to book someone to drive to you. And that's how they got around the laws in New York City, I think. Because my wife, when she was young and she wanted to go somewhere and she was working and living at home with her parents. She didn't drive. It wasn't sensible to drive in New York City for a lot of people. If she really had to go somewhere she couldn't be taken to, she would book car service. Right. Well, I think you bring up uh, another good point is that, you know, in a time when Uber has been trying to fight all these local regulations to keep their business going, you know, you really want to be on the up and up and you, you really want to, um, uh, you know, be as respectable and uh, in control as possible. I and mean, we've seen this with um, a lot of industries. You know, for instance, back when uh, the federal government was uh, threatening to regulate video games, they had to come out with uh, with a rating system for video games. And that's entirely within the industry. And it worked for their purposes. It kept, you know, the, the government backed off because the industry showed they could self-regulate. And, uh, you know, and this is why I think. The, the CEO of Uber 
is a sociopath because this is not smart business. Smart business would be, no, look, we're very up and up. We're very respectable. Okay, yes, we kind of thumb our nose at this whole medallion system because it's not right. It's not right. It's not fair. And see, we're going to run our company so cleanly and so much better than a cab service that that you're going to see, see our point. We're going to win you over. That's what they should be doing. But instead, they're doing all this, this weird stuff, all this creepy stuff. And it's one of those things. We'll cover more about Uber and Golden's other things in our next segment with Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We continue with the discussion of Uber with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. Let me throw something out here. Before we go on to another topic, and I wanted to get to this, Uber ultimately wants to put its drivers out of business with self-driving vehicles. What's self-driving vehicles? It's like having them pick up another driver to replace you. Just like in industry, assembly line workers are being replaced by robots. Well, Uber wants to replace you with the Johnny Cab, the robot (laughs) that will run the car and provide the service And you will eventually, not immediately, eventually, you won't need any human intervention. 
So this is a dead end gig, isn't it? Possibly. Uh, you know, the, the self-driving car thing is so interesting because, you know, they're, I mean, the initial tests they did were very promising. And now it seems like things aren't quite as slick and easy as they first seemed. Uh, there was, I don't know, a little more, they're getting a little more assistance than some of these companies initially let on. Now they're saying by 2020, uh, there's going to be fully autonomous semi-trucks, which will put a lot of people out of business if it gets adopted quickly, which I'm sure it will, if it works. So it's one of those things, I, it's one of those things I, I'm sort of like, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't doubt that it's going to happen, but I'm going to believe it when I see it. I'm not quite sure what you do about that um, in terms of the economy, in terms of jobs. You know, there, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about how automation will affect the economy. And, you know, some people discussed uh, what you call a, a basic, uh, you know, like a basic income, you know, replace all the existing welfare systems uh, with, uh, with a basic a salary, a salary just for living. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe we'll have to do something like that. I don't know. Uh, how how exactly you would implement it? You know, it's one of those questions. If everyone's getting a check, who who exactly is paying for it? It's going to be a thorny issue to figure out, and it's not just in terms of Uber and uh, semi trucks. It, I mean, it's going to be all sorts of industries. I mean, uh, there is a, a machine I saw uh, a year or two ago, and it uh, it make a gourmet hamburger in thirty seconds. You just you put the stuff in there, it, it, it cranks out hamburgers better than anything. Uh, people at McDonald's can make, you know, like a restaurant quality, uh, you know, top, you know, top notch hamburger. And this machine just crank them out like they're nothing. So there's going to be a lot of industries, uh, especially if uh, these $15 minimum wages keep spreading around the country. That's definitely going to exasperate automation. So it's yeah, it's going to be those things we have to figure out. I personally, and this is one of my nuttier beliefs, but uh, I think eventually we're going to go back to the Jeffersonian vision of human farmers. You know, machines will be taking over a lot of these jobs, and so people are just going to have to start gardening and raising chickens and stuff to, uh, you know, help get by. <laughs> well, that might work if you live in a small town. If you're in a big city, it doesn't. I live in a medium-sized town outside of a big city. So I don't know that what you say would work, but things are going to change. And these industries are going to morph into something else. Obviously, Uber is into self-driving. Lyft, I'm not at all sure where they're taking it. I think Lyft is done more simply. Whatever it is here, what we knew and accepted five years ago is different. What we know and accept today is different. Let's move on to some other topics here. So... There's a little confusion about this, but right now it turns out that Apple's iWork is completely free rather than partially free. If you get my point, it started out to be, you know, so many dollars was it $19 for each app. And then they made $9.99 or something for each app. And then free if you buy a new iOS device or Mac. And then now it's free for everyone. So is Apple next going to make Final Cut Pro 10 free and <laughs> Logic Pro free? Can you imagine they've got 2 million Final Cut Pro 10 users paying $300 a piece plus maybe the extra modules like compressor and motion. At the minimum, they're making $600 million from that sales over a period of six years, $100 million a year. To Apple, that's chump change. Imagine if Apple made those things free, too. They would upend the market. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
I still think professional, you know, movie makers are going to go with whatever works best for them. Uh, you know, it's one of the things I've, I've sort of followed, not very heavily, just sort of in the background. Of course, there was a lot of consternation and abandonment of uh, Final Cut Pro uh, X or 10 or whatever when it was first announced. And, uh, but Apple's made a lot of improvements. I think more professionals are using it now than they were, although it's no, nowhere near what it used to be. Here would be my thing as a, as a professional editor. Not, the, I mean, I'm a professional text editor, but not a professional movie editor. But I would be concerned if they made it free, uh, how, how well are they going to support this? Are they going to support it as well as photos? Are they going to support it as well as iWork? Because the iWork updates have been pretty slow. Um, that would actually make me a little leery of the whole thing. Um, I think there's also sort of a perhaps a psychological thing there. You know, what's Final Cut now? Like three hundred bucks or so. It's yes, it's it's a lot cheaper than it used to be. Um, but I do think there's a psychological thing there where people. Uh, you know, professionals like to spend professional money for professional tools um, because, well, A, you you have the idea in your head. You're getting what you pay for. And also, B, it keeps the amateurs out. You know, you don't want every Tom, Dick, and Harry learning how to use your professional tools because then they're going to start doing your job. And suddenly your job's not going to be worth as much. Yeah, but here's um, the thing. Here's the thing about that. $300 a seat. You know, Students can get that quite easily. $200 for Logic Pro. So, yeah, making it free might open it up to less skilled people. But you have to look also at the way it is now. It's still pretty cheap. Yeah, for a professional tool, it is. Um, and honestly, if I remember correctly, back when they dropped the price, because wasn't it $600 before when they slashed it to $300 with Final Cut X? And I remember uh, some pe- some professionals didn't like that. They didn't like you know that price cut. Because to them, I mean, if you're making uh, a whole bunch of money, your business is bringing a whole bunch of money uh, you know, doing uh, video editing, hey, spending... I don't know, a couple grand a seat, not a big deal. You know, it's just a uh, cost of doing business. Happy to pay it if the product is worth it and it helps us, you know, make, make even more money. Um, now, let me just tell you here, okay? okay? Final Cut Studio in 2009 went on sale for $999 and upgrades were $299, okay? Mm-hmm. So when Apple went... To Final Cut Pro 10 in 2011, by the way, two years later, they cut the price to less than a third of the original to what the upgrade price was. Mm-hmm. And then there are no more upgrades. You pay the one price, but supposedly they just keep updating it on a regular basis. And it's been pretty consistent. But what is more interesting is I looked at the list of the changes in Logic Pro for 10.3 and 10.3.1. There are hundreds and hundreds of changes in the release notes. A huge number. It's like the number of changes you'd see in a full retail revision, except it's just a downloadable update. They've improved a lot. They really have. Um, not that I use it. Like I said, I just kind of uh, keep track of this thing. And, you know, yeah, a lot of the capabilities they didn't ship with are there now. And uh, people seem a lot happier with it. I think, though, I mean, like I said, it's a psychological thing. It's a thing 
And this is something Apple has a problem with more broadly. Just, I mean, not even just video editors, but just more broadly, people who use Apple products professionally to get their work done are asking, Apple, are you taking this seriously? Are you taking my needs seriously? Because, um, you know, when you're dependent, when you're, you run a business and you're dependent on a company uh, to, uh, to, you know, provide the tools that you need, you have to know they're serious. You ha- and you have to know that they're going to take this seriously. They're going to listen to your concerns. They're going to address them promptly. I think Apple uh, doesn't give that impression anymore. Well, I suppose that by pushing Final Cut Pro 10 and Logic Pro 10, these apps at low prices, but still with powerful features, they're showing their commitment to professionals. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. 
You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Josh Centers is here for one more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Online. We're talking about Apple's commitment to pro users. Now, when it comes to Final Cut Pro 10, what is interesting is that Apple makes the announcement of 2 million users at the National Association of Broadcasters Conference. That's showing a commitment. They recently hired somebody who had written some 3D and 360 degree plugins. Mm hmm. And they hired that engineer to work with Apple. And they made all his plugins free. And that's showing that Apple is interested in spending money to build this product. And certainly the audio app, they spent money to build that product. So that's one thing to demonstrate a commitment. I think what screwed up Apple is that when the first release of Final Cut Pro 10 came out, and they changed it, but they stopped selling the previous version. And don't make it terribly clear that, look, this is a new code base, a new way of doing things. Some of the features that you depended on are not here yet. They will be in the future, but we invite you to use the existing version, which we'll maintain for a while. And then maybe down the path, as you see it get better, you'll want to change it. I think if they held a few hands at the beginning they wouldn't have had this outcry. You know, it's like, for example, what they did with the Mac Pro. They didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. They had to say something kicking and screaming before we got all this news about a new Mac Pro being built, but not this year. Right. Well, I, I think they waited way too long on that. The whole Mac Pro debacle is nothing but an embarrassment for Apple. Um, it's, one, it's one thing that has really caused me to question Apple's leadership. You know, when you have a computer that sits on the shelf collecting dust for, you know, was almost four years now before you even respond to it, before you even reply. And, you know, people are like, hey, what are you all doing with this? And then they say, oh, it's going to be at least another year before you get a new one. That's what worries me. Why is it going to take so long to come out with a new Mac Pro? Here's all you got to do. Take the old cheese grater. You don't even have to call Johnny up for this. Just call, take up the old cheese grater. 
put new upgraded hardware in it, ship it off to the software folks, make sure you know all the drivers and everything run right, ship it. Now, now the, the display, that'll take a little longer. You have to call Johnny for that, I guess. This stuff shouldn't be that complicated. They could ship a box you know, in a couple of weeks. You know, if they really wanted to, well, it'd probably take a while to spin up manufacturing and all that. It shouldn't take them that long. And here, back to the point about Final Cut, the problem is they don't listen to people. It, you know, and it's so funny. I remember when they first introduced the Mac Pro, the trash can Mac Pro. And it literally is a trash can now, it belongs in the trash. <laughs> you know, they're, they're bragging about, oh, it's so great for video editing. You know, and they're showing all these guys video editing. And they, they have Final Cut Pro 10, which video professional video editors hated because they didn't have the stuff they needed. Talking to these people, you're not paying. I know Apple's whole thing is, look, we're going to show you what you're going to like. We're not going to ask your opinion. We're going to tell you what you're going to like. Professionals don't work that way. You know, they're not the the usual schmuck on the street. They know what they need. They know what they want. You need to ask them. You need to say, hey, look, we're talking about cutting this feature. Do you need that? Yeah, yeah, actually, I do need that. Here's why. Because the people at Apple don't, it's been proven, they've proven it, they don't know what people need. You know, Apple doesn't like having little niche legacy features. Here's the thing, though. If you're a professional, niche legacy features are stuff you probably need because there's all kinds of weird stuff you have to interact with. Like, I remember one of the things Final Cut Pro 10 when it first came out, didn't do, was, like, import from tape. Because Apple's like, well, who's the tape anymore? Digital's the future. Except the problem is there's still a lot of stuff on tape. And they didn't know that because they didn't ask anybody. You know, I've said this consistently. Apple needs to be bringing professionals from different walks of life, different fields, who use Apple. You know, that could be educators, video editors, programmers, uh, designers. Tell us what you need in a computer. What, what kind of oddball stuff do you need? And, hey, we're thinking about X, Y, and Z. What do you think about that? That's all they need to do. You know, the Mac Pro doesn't have to be innovative. It doesn't have to be wonderfully designed. It just has to work. It has to be modular. It has to be flexible. It doesn't have to be a sleek Tesla. It's a it's a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a work truck. You know, you know, it's, it goes back to the Steve Jobs analogy about cars and trucks. Well, this is like a Mac truck. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to impress anybody because regular people aren't going to buy this. This is what the professionals buy to build the stuff the regular people are, that's going to wow regular people. You know, and it's such an important thing because this is the foundation of your ecosystem. Without these creators, without these people inspired by your platform, your platform is going to be meaningless. And I've already seen some of that happening. You know, you don't see nearly as many cool indie apps as you did three or four years ago. And, you know, because people, Apple hasn't taken care of its creators well enough. And you see Microsoft now with various programs they're doing, they're trying to woo those people. It's a brilliant long-term strategy. I mean, why do you think Microsoft bought Minecraft? They spent $4 billion on a video game. Why? Because that's where the future creators are. The people who are going to be building the apps and the cool stuff of tomorrow are playing Minecraft today and building cool towers and mines and, and electronics in the game, and they're going to be the creators of tomorrow. That's the biggest long-term threat to Apple, is that um, you know M Microsoft has their number. Microsoft understands uh, you get the creators, you get the platform. And I think Apple has finally woken up to that. Maybe they read enough of my rants that they finally said, wait a second. Yeah, that is what's happening. We need to fix that. So I'm, I'm glad for that. It's a good sign. We polled uh, Tidbits readers on Twitter, and they told us overwhelmingly the new Mac Pro is is a good thing. It's, it's a good sign. It's not too little too late. But Apple needs to work. They need to work quickly. They don't need to screw around. Don't do fancy stuff. Don't try to impress anybody. 
come on what the computer professionals need. If you don't know what they need, ask them. Ask them anyway. Uh, you know, give them the tools they need. Give them the software features they need. Uh, make the interface beautiful, by all means. It, it, whatever you can to inspire them. But keep those creators happy. Fix your app store policies. Fix the des desert island that is the Mac app store. You know, make an environment where people can sell their stuff and make a living. That's what's going to keep your platform strong. Because an iPad without any software on it is useless. An iPhone without cool apps is, is just a stupid phone without a keyboard. You know, a Mac without you know all the cool apps and stuff is just uh, just a oddball computer that can't run all the stuff Windows can't. So that is the key. They have to bring these people back. They have to reinvigorate the whole ecosystem. They have to let people know Apple is where you come. We provide the tools. We provide the software, and we're going to make you money. We're going to make you rich here at Apple. That's what they have to do. Well, I think they're starting to get the message. I think the appearance at NAB making that announcement is one thing. I think they have to evangelize the movie community. They have to evangelize the TV networks, which is why you go to NAB convention, to mm -hmm. get them to use the product. I don't know how many movies are being done in Final Cut Pro. I don't know how many TV shows are being done, even in part, in Final Cut Pro. I know the needs of TV are more now, more specialized. I mean, you've got... TV shows now with elaborate special effects that used to be part and province of movies. And so you need good computers and the right kind of software. Anyway, there you go with that. Josh Centers, tell our listeners, please, where can we find more about the stuff that you do or the stuff you don't do or whatever? My, my articles are on tidbits.com. You can find my books on iOS, Apple TV, and Preview at takecontrolbooks.com. I can follow my random rantings and ravings on Twitter at jcenters. Josh Centers, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to 
help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. For P150, P150 GA, P150 NY, P150 OK, P150 TN, C250 A, C250 E, C250 Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $100, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-972-5856. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. There are no networks, so you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-972-5856. That's 1-800-972-5856. 5856 1-800-972-5856 What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We're trying to get acquainted here with, of course, the Snapchat IPO and social networks. And we've invited Chella Lau Rousseau to join us from her palatial estate in Canada. Did I get your name right? (laughs) Yes, you did. You see, everybody else lives in a palatial estate. We always say that. So (laughs) don't take it personal. But we're glad to have you on. You're with Mobile Nations, I understand. And I want to focus here on ways of dealing with social networks of course we have the snapchat ipo but the influence in our society which are the ones that are really good and you see here's where i think a lot of our listeners worry about this chella is that we have whatsapp and we have we used to have aol instant messenger shows you how old i am and they're cutting back on support for third-party connections aol now and then we have WhatsApp, and we have 
Facebook and we have Twitter and we have Instagram and we have Snapchat. And how do we make heads or tails of all this? You know what? There's there's so much of it nowadays, um, and it, it seems very overwhelming, even from I guess a, a younger person's perspective. You know, and before it was, I mean, years ago it was just MySpace, and then it evolved into you know you had Live Journal, which was a little bit smaller, and then it moved into things like Facebook and Twitter, and now it seems like there's 400 different social media applications that you either should be a part of or people are telling you that you should be a part of, and it can be very overwhelming and it's hard to kind of keep on top of what's, you know, what's hip and what's working well and what's kind of dated. And when I tell people, you know, Facebook is a little bit dated, people look at me sometimes and they're like, are you serious? Like I, I just got my account in the last three years or I just got my account last year and it's, yeah, it's a little bit dated. It's people are moving away from Facebook. Younger people are for sure. Well, that's what gets confusing. We had MySpace. I remember that. Now, MySpace to me is like a progenitor to Facebook in terms of a social network. Yes. But then it got to be the province of rock musicians. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you know what? It was it took the strangest turn. MySpace started off kind of as this, just like Facebook's, you know, you share photos, you share videos. There are very popular people on there and, you know, definitely a lot of people had their career start from MySpace. But then it it really did become kind of like a band website. And uh, a lot of people posted their music. I know that when I was younger and before, you know, iTunes was as big as it is now and it was kind of just starting, I would go on MySpace and I would listen, you know, in the mid-2000s and I would listen to bands that I really liked or smaller artists that were using the platform to get their music out. And then, of course, other things come along like YouTube. And while YouTube, it's a social network, I guess, to the creators. But if you're a casual YouTube user, you know, it's, it's more of a form of entertainment. And I think that's what ended up happening was a lot of these musicians and artists that were so prominent on MySpace ended up, again, moving on to something like YouTube. Well, to me, YouTube is just a collection of videos, unless you're looking for a specific act or movie star or TV star or show, then you'll find channels for them. Like, for example, on our other radio show, The Paracast, we have a third party that we deal with, and he set up two channels for the Paracast radio show on YouTube. But I don't consider it a way to network. I consider it consumption. And maybe I'm missing out on something. Yeah, well, I, in my mind, it definitely is a network. But as I said, it's for the people who are creating that content. For example, I worked as a makeup artist for two years and I watched a lot of these, you know, makeup gurus that were going on, you know, that were showing their their makeup skills to their millions and millions of followers. If you watch these videos, it's one makeup personality will appear in another makeup personality's video. They almost use YouTube and their videos and their audience as a way to network with other companies in order to get a bigger following in order to make money. If you're big on YouTube, it's, it's a source of revenue, right? For, for a lot of these younger people, especially in the makeup world and the makeup industry. So I guess, depending on, on what you want to use YouTube for. It's either a form of entertainment or it's a form of networking. Now, I understand with YouTube, if it's just a form of entertainment and you're providing the channel, it's a source of income. As people click on your content, they'll see ads inserted by Google and you get a check every month for that. So it does tend to be interesting. But let's move away from that. So MySpace became the province of musicians 
And I sort of think it's still around, isn't it? Or is it completely gone now? As I go and I type in myspace.com right now, it does still exist. MySpace does still exist. Uh, they have, you know, more news sources. They have a few just different things. And it's definitely not the original MySpace that everyone would know if, you know, you were talking to someone about the original platform. But it's it's definitely not the tour de force that it was in the mid-2000s. And Facebook definitely kind of took over that horse and, and started running with it. Well, the problem also with these services, they get bloated. And I think Facebook is bloated. When you go onto Facebook, you've got so many things coming at you. It's really difficult to do anything specific. And what I end up doing is use Facebook Messenger as kind of a modern-day AOL or AIM, where I contact yes. specific people I need to be in touch with because you can't reach them by email anymore. No, you really can. It almost becomes inconvenient now. Like I have a, I have a very good friend of mine and we have a podcast together and uh, she has decided that she wants to quit social media. While I still can text her, Facebook Messenger has, just like you said, almost become a better way to contact than even email uh, because it's so immediate, right? And almost everyone is, is on Facebook and Facebook Messenger. But you know what's very interesting here? My son, who lives in Europe, he uses WhatsApp, which is, of course, a company that's owned by Facebook. And the thing I like about WhatsApp, he's the only contact on WhatsApp that I use. What I like about it is when he does a voice chat on WhatsApp on his iPhone and he calls yes. me and this is a way we can talk because we're obviously thousands of miles away from each other. The audio quality is very good and better than Skype. Otherwise, yeah, it's just it, to me I, instant messaging. I don't understand what is so different about that from any other instant messaging thingy. No, and I agree. And there are there are a bunch of these apps, just like WhatsApp, that exists. The one that I use, and my, my dad lives in Thailand half the year, we use an app called Line. And it's the exact same kind of thing as WhatsApp. It's almost like, um, you know, you can call. The sound quality is excellent. You can also do video calls easily, too. So it kind of opens up that world, which is, it, it's quite nice, especially if you said, you know, so many thousands of miles apart. Well, yeah, but I wonder here about distinctiveness. The distinctiveness? Yeah, I mean, I wonder here if I'm choosing a chatting program. Okay. And I look at the various ones. I look at Facebook Messenger or I on my new Mac, for example, I will have Apple's own built-in chatting software messages, which also supports AIM for we older folk yes. out there. And I'm looking at this from the third party point of view or someone starting out. Do I ask my friends, hey, what are you using? Because that's the easiest way. You want to be in touch with your friends. And as I said, that's the only reason I use WhatsApp is because Grayson decided he liked it. I mean, how do I even choose? Because I don't understand that the differences are distinct enough to make it even matter. Well, what Except I they're not interoperable. Oh, no, for sure. Um, I A lot of these things are the exact same thing. So I guess it just really depends on like what you like, if you really, really like the layout of Facebook Messenger. And I mean, like Messenger started to expand a bit. Um, if you haven't noticed uh, in, in some of the new features, you can post, like you scroll down and it almost becomes like a Snapchat kind of thing. You have this open screen where you can take photos of yourself and add masks to yourself and send them off to people. And so Facebook has started to incorporate kind of more Snapchat Snapchat elements into it. Um, this line app that I use specifically, uh, it also comes with another app that you can download. It's called line camera. 
Let me stop at Lime Camera and then we'll pick up on the next segment. I want to learn about Lime Camera and make sure it's not a lemon. Oh, that's a terrible pun. (laughs) Okay, Chella is going to be back with me. I'm Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives made in America. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Kiss your credit card debt goodbye. I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you how to achieve financial peace, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. 
www.radio.recordedvideo.com or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Isle Live, we have from Mobile Nations, Chella Lau Rousseau. And we're talking about social network systems. And she's going to talk about Snapchat because it had an IPO which means that some people are going to be real rich as a result of that, especially when they are successful. All right, you have a Lime camera, but why not have all of this integrated into one app? I don't understand. And you know what? I think it's just variety. I think people nowadays really like to have variety when it comes to social networking or when it comes to just communicating in general. For example, like uh, you said, your son has WhatsApp, right? Your son is the only one that you communicate on WhatsApp. And while you just have that app that exists to talk to him, it's probably pretty nice that that's the only kind of connection that you have with him that's not being bogged down by any other people communicating. Like through Facebook Messenger, you might have 50 different conversations open. While on WhatsApp, you know, it's just, you know that that's the app that you and your son use to communicate. So that's my kind of way of looking at it. I use Line, for example, like I had said before, to communicate with my dad. And I know that I don't need to, you know, fiddle through all my contacts. I don't need to go on, go through every message on Facebook Messenger. It's just, I open the app, I hit his contact because it's the only one there and I go from there. Well, that exclusivity works. The thing here too is we all have Skype. And of course, when we do this radio show, We use Skype as our networking method because the other method costs $5 million. (laughs) But Skype also has chatting. And obviously, you can do voice or video. And if I'm looking at this, Skype, of course, almost everybody has Skype, I guess, that I ever connect with. Why not just use Skype and the heck with all these other variations? You know what? I genuinely couldn't tell you. I just think it's because all these new apps come out. And when something new comes out, People are keen to jump on it and say it's better because of this, this, and this. But once the dust kind of you know settles, it is the exact same as this other messaging app and this other messaging app. So whichever is the most prominent always ends up being winner, even though there are all these other little ones that keep coming out, which I do find a little bit silly in my mind because I don't think you need a bajillion different ways of communicating, you know, socially, especially you know through your phone or through your computer. Well, that's the thing I think that bothers me, and I hope it bothers other people, which is we're not asking for a new telephone system. We've got the one we have in terms of that. We can have different providers, but they're all using the same phone system that we can talk to one or another. Like, for example, before we hooked up here, I called you on your cell phone, and I don't need to worry about who your wireless provider is. I just dial the number, and it's a universal connection. If I want Channel 7 on my TV set, it doesn't matter if I have satellite TV, cable TV, or the antenna, I get Channel 7. When I want to chat, all bets are off. There's no interoperability. 
I think a lot of people think, oh, wow, there's so many more ways to communicate. But for every additional way that there is that appears to communicate, it's actually taking away from our ability to communicate because there are too many platforms. And um, and what translate, you know, what works for one person, another person might be stubborn and refuse to download that. And it can almost create tension, which is is kind of funny um, because you're, you know, you're trying to use this this device or this app in order to communicate with someone and if you can't decide on which one to, you know, to use, there could be an issue. So I find it a little bit silly. Um, and I, I understand the need for, you know, maybe a few different options if your phone can't support one or if it's older, blah, 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 or whatever. But to have a bajillion different conversational apps like WhatsApp and the Line app and Facebook Messenger, it's, it's a bit much in my opinion. You see, this is an interesting thing here. I think Apple tried to have a kind of an interoperability with their messages. And then Facebook decided to, I guess, discontinue Jabba support, which is a chatting system that allowed a lot of third-party providers to hook up to it. So up until, I don't know, a year or two back, if I wanted to communicate with somebody on Facebook, I used Apple's originally iChat and then messages to connect to it. Yeah. And now I can't. I've got to load a Facebook app. And then I got to load this app and that app. And I understand the exclusivity factor because that way you'd lock people into a service and they have advertising, they earn some revenue off it. But how does that convenience customers? I just don't see it. I understand with a social network like Facebook in terms of accessing a network or Google Plus, if anyone uses it. But I don't understand how it works with chatting. To me, it's like a phone service to some degree. Yes, and I I find it a little bit backwards, but hopefully I, I I wish that there would just be one that everyone used, and that was kind of the end of it. Because when I did like when I did try to propose to my dad, hey, how about we use WhatsApp? He said, no, everyone everyone uses Lime, and you know it's hard to argue with someone and say, well, no, because you're just arguing about communicating. Well, of course, you don't want to argue with your dad. <laughs> Or maybe you do. I don't know about your family, but, you know, with my father, we (laughs) argue occasionally. But, you know, he left this world before we had chatting systems. Or we did maybe with (laughs) some of the early online services like CompuServe and when AOL premiered. In fact, I think when AOL went wide with their promotion and their floppy disk, that was a year after he died. So he never got into that. He just used a plain old telephone. (laughs) A lot easier. Well, I don't know. People don't use telephones anymore. You know, my wife argues with me over this. Well, why don't you call them on the phone? Because nobody uses telephone. You know they- what? More people like literally Snapchatting me. They'll they'll be like, Chella, did you get my snap? And I'm, oh, well, what do you mean? Well, I sent you a snap with, you know, the, a bunch of information about tonight. So it's not even, they're not even calling or texting me anymore. They're sending me a 10 second video recorded message. And if I miss it, I miss it. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. Well, and that's also a really difficult situation here. You know, if someone wants to leave you a message right away and they don't know what service you're on or whether you're, you've got, you're logged into 10 of them at once and you just wait for a little ping on your smartphone, your tablet, or your personal computer. 
that can get pretty annoying too. Cause it's, you go to message a friend and you message them on Facebook, Facebook messenger, text, Snapchat, Instagram, Instagram messenger, and Twitter. And you do seven whole things in order to try and get their attention and hope that they see one of them. Right. You hope you reach the right person. Then you have to remember, Oh boy, wait a minute. Do I need this particular individual? You have to remember when you're trying to reach and what service are they on? Exactly. I mean, I know Grayson's on WhatsApp because he's the only one. I know most of the other people that I am in touch with in terms of chatting are probably on Facebook and a smaller number are AOL relics or AIM relics like me and I have them on that service. So, you know, I sort of just lean towards Facebook Messenger because of the majority of people with whom I'm in contact use that. But now I want to look at some of the newer services and see what makes them better. So we have the famous IPO. This is where a company goes public. And if it works, they will make lots and lots of money, at least on paper. On paper, when Facebook had its IPO, the people from Facebook who started from nothing like a lot of these services, suddenly they become billionaires overnight. And that's, I find that so, so crazy. And especially with Snapchat, because just of the way it started, um, like, are, are you familiar with how Snapchat started at all? Or I think we should explain more about what Snapchat is to people. Absolutely. So Snapchat is a uh, instant messaging service um, that is temporary. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but uh, what that means essentially is I can take a picture of myself or take up to 10 seconds of video for my, of myself or of whatever I want to shoot. And I pick my contact that's on Snapchat and I can send them directly that photo or video. Now, when that person opens the photo or video, Uh, They'll be able to see it for the uh, specific amount of time that I had said that the photo could exist. So maybe five seconds, maybe 10 seconds. Um, They'll be able to watch an entire video or whatever I've sent them, and then it will disappear forever. Um, That means that the person... one. Once a day, what you can do is you get like a one a day pass where you can like rewatch something, but only one time. Um, And then if you don't, then it's gone forever. So you only have that small window to watch what that person has sent you, absorb it, and then it disappears. It's like um, from those old spy movies, you know, this message will self-destruct in 10 seconds. And that's essentially what happens. So... Uh, the other feature that Snapchat has is the story feature where you can take a photo or a video of something and then post it to your story, uh, which would be kind of the equivalent of posting it to, you know, your Facebook wall or to your Facebook page. But then that story will only exist for 24 hours. And after 24 hours, it disappears completely. Self-destructs. More to come. With Cella Lau Rousseau on the Tech Night Out Live, I'm Gene Steinberg. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me and Famous Footwear for the March for Babies walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Chella, this is like Mission Impossible for Chad. <laughs> All right, where either self-destructs very quickly or within 24 hours. I kind of think I like that to some like degree that. because what happens is the tweet that's over 24 hours old, nobody knows about it anymore. The yes. posting in your timeline, I mean, you've got this ton of stuff that's building up in there and you're not going to look at something 24 hours old. Who does that? Exactly. And you know what? A lot of people really, really, really like this platform. Uh, Snapchat has over, I think, 100, and 100 million daily users, uh, which means there's over 100 million people every single day, and it's probably increased even more since I first read that stat, that send and receive these messages and that communicate this way in this very temporary, very kind of quick way of communicating. One thing that you can do on Snapchat is, let's say you want to save a snap that you sent to someone, you yourself can save it to your Snapchat role. And if you, you're feeling nostalgic, you can go back and watch it. And you can also save your entire story for the day. So let's say you're on vacation or something, you have a really great day snapping your time in Vegas for the day. You can save your entire story as one whole video and then rewatch it. So almost make kind of like a little mini documentary as you're, you know, as you're going about your day or however you choose to use it. Um, but very casually, Snapchat is just used to kind of message your friends and say, hey, what's up? I, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. How does my makeup look? You know, like, my, you know, my boyfriend and I are headed here. We're doing this. You know, we're going on an adventure. But the original use of Snapchat was actually created for couples. And it was created to send photos in, in a relationship, if you get what I'm kind of driving at. 
Yeah, I understand that. It's, it was very personal communication. But do you have the same kind of network that you have like on Twitter or on Facebook where you have hundreds or thousands of people with whom you're in touch in some vague way? Oh, absolutely. There are lots of celebrities that have taken to Snapchat too, and they have massive, massive Snapchat followings. They use it to kind of drive traffic. And that's what that's what kind of is really cool about Snapchat. It's it's a really good tool um, to use to drive traffic to your other social media. I follow uh, quite a few makeup bloggers and, and celebrities on Snapchat, and they'll say, you know, go go onto my post and leave a leave a lipstick emoji or or leave a whatever emoji on my post. So it's almost like you're driving your audience from one social network, be it Snapchat to all your other social networks. So a lot of celebrities or bigger names will use it as kind of a way to do announcements or to do stuff that, you know, they'll announce or they'll sneak peek something quickly if they're, you know, showing a new product or something along those lines. So the way that people use it, it it does vary. Now I'm looking here at Snapchat and one thing I notice here, it's available in Google Play, it's available in the App Store, but is there no version for desktop computers? Nope, there is no version available for desktop computers, so you cannot snap on your computer. Oh, well, you see, here's how it works with WhatsApp. Although technically it's for the mobile devices, there are apps which allow you to use WhatsApp on a personal computer. Not so much for the voice chat, although I guess it does look like I could at least make a recording. But when I'm chatting with my son, I can do it on my Mac even though at that point we're not doing voice, we're just doing text. But then it's very strange. And what's strange is it's using a connection to your mobile device to access the network. It's not doing it directly. It's just linking to your mobile device. And from your mobile device, it calls it the network. Very interesting. No, unfortunately, Snapchat doesn't have that... uh that option, like, you know, Facebook Messenger, obviously you can use Facebook Messenger on your desktop, but there's no login for Snapchat on your computer, although that would be very, very cool. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So, you know, one hopes that we'll get all this straightened out. We'll try to understand it. To me, that's a downer, but I think a lot of people live their entire lives on their smartphones and tablets or whatever they have, and they don't care. They don't much care. Oh, absolutely. And and Snapchat does a really good job of, um, like, have you heard of Snapchat spectacles at all? Is this like AR goggles or something? Kind of. So basically what they are is they're um, uh, sunglasses that were made and designed by Snapchat. And what they, what they do is they have a camera built into them. And so you hit the little button on the side. Again, very spy-like. I, I'm starting to see a lot of like kind of repeated spy imagery with Snapchat. But uh, you hit the little camera or the little button on the side of your sunglasses. It starts recording. Uh, you can record up to, I think, 30 seconds of video. And it will automatically stream directly to your Snapchat account. That's starting to sound to me like a little bit like Google Glass. A little bit. Okay, so Snapchat has an IPO. Now, before we go on with the IPO, a little background. Who founded this company and how old is it? So Snapchat, um, I'm just going to double check. Snapchat was founded um, by a man named Evan Spiegel. 
And he had two other partners, Bobby Murphy and Reggie Brown, and they were originally students at Stanford University. So when they came up with this idea, I believe it was in the early 2000s, or no, late 2000s, I should say, 2011 to be specific. So when they first came up with this idea, um, it was originally meant to send photos in, if you're in a relationship with someone, that they could get the picture, they'd see it for, you know, X amount of seconds and it would disappear. And that's literally how it started was uh, they, they wanted to find a way that you could send pictures and have them vanish. And the other thing that they thought was really important was, um, let's say you do send a picture to somebody and they were to screenshot it. So um, you send them a photo of whatever and they decide, okay, well, I want to keep this photo and they screenshot it on their phone. Well, Snapchat will alert you while someone has just screenshotted your photo or screenshot your video and you'll know that that person was, you know, taking pictures of the photo that you had sent them and saving it while it was supposed to disappear. Wow, that sounds it sounds interesting here. So we have a IPO. Yes. And that happened this week. It did, it did. So tell us the specifics, and we're going to have to continue with our next segment as we go along with the show. But tell us specifically how the offering was set up, how well it did. So um, I believe that when it was set up... uh, Sorry, and of course I have all my notes here. So there are more than 200 million shares... And uh, for the Snap shares, they closed their first day of trading of up to 44%. Um, so that was, I believe it was 24.4 million. Um, and it, it kind of took off because, you know, Snapchat was a private up until this point. So uh, you know, as you had said earlier, it, it kind of just stands to see how, how many people will make money off of something like this. So that's it's big it's exciting so the founders are now billionaires yes well actually the single founder i believe his two other partners were um are not no longer involved in the company but evan spiegel who is is the ceo of the company is probably making quite a bit of money oh boy i've heard of him before and i can't think where He's actually engaged to Miranda Kerr. I don't know if that means anything to you. It does not. How about that? All right. That's no problem. He, uh, he, yeah, he's the CEO of uh, Snapchat. Uh, he started it with his two partners, and now he's engaged to a supermodel. So, yeah, life's good for him. It sounds like what Howard Stern used to visualize on his radio show as a dream life, to get yourself a model. <laughs> And, you know, that's kind of sexist, of course, but no, but whatever works and whatever makes you happy, you know, whatever floats your boat. Hey, we're going to talk more about Snapchat and the future of the social networks. Chella Lau Rousseau joins us. That's a model's name. <laughs> I think so. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live, and I'll figure this out later. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. 
Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But Pill Pack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need Pill Pack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go get it now or enter to win a complete shelter pod system at shelterpod.com the shelter pod at shelterpod.com shelter when you need it most
We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We've got Chella Lauriso joining us, and she works with Mobile Nations, and we were talking about the fact that Evan Spiegel is now very, very wealthy from the Snapchat IPO, and he can afford to take care of his girlfriend. And I hope <laughs> he has a prenup if he marries her. Well, yeah, it's huge. It's gigantic. I mean, Snapchat, they announced on Wednesday that they're selling 200 million shares uh, for $17 a piece. And this is the largest U.S. IPO since 2014, which very impressive, especially for a social media company. I'm going to ask a dumb question here. I know how to do that, ask dumb questions, because I'm a professional. My dumb question is this. How does it make money? And I'm going to ask you about that with some of these other services, too, especially Twitter. But right now, here's a company raising tens of billions of dollars of investment capital. How does it make its money? So actually a couple of ways, and I'm going to kind of, the big one, the really, really big one that Snapchat kind of dove into, and they've been very, very successful with it, is their Discover page. So once you download Snapchat, it's not just sending messages to one another. You can also have access to a lot of news sources. So there are sources like Daily Mail, BBC Earth, Fashion Week has one, Vice News has one, IGN, The Dodo, MTV. I can go on and on and on. Um, and basically what these news sources do is they will go to Snapchat and say, hey, we would like to have almost like, um, you know how you were to, you know, you get your newspaper in the morning. It's, it's like that, but they were to, they update their Snapchat channels, um, with different articles. So for example, you can go onto the MTV one and read a bunch about the Kardashians if you really wanted to, or in a bunch and of I articles. really worry about those people. <laughs> of course. I'm sure you're so stressed. And so, right now, uh, you, don't you feel the stress in my voice? I, I hear your tension. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it's so, not discussed, uh, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and you can, so basically they'll update their Snapchat, I guess, profiles or every single day with articles and new graphics and, and you know, every day it's new daily news. So they pay to, to have this service on Snapchat and to be accessible. And when Snapchat first started, I think there were maybe about five, there was daily mail, there was, you know, MTV, CNN, and then vice and Buzzfeed. I think that was about it. There were just five. And now that I'm scrolling through this, there's well over 12, maybe 15 different news sources that you can go on. And these big name news sources, these big companies like BBC and Vice, they pay in order to have their news directly put onto Snapchat. So it um, sounds to me like a, one of these flea markets where you lease out space to vendors and they provide their own content. Pretty much, actually. So this is the Snapchat flea market. I like that. I'm going to patent that and then sell <laughs> it back to Evan for a billion dollars. Do it. Snapchat has that. That's one option. Um, the other thing, they've started selling their Snapchat spectacles, of course. I believe those are $150, and you can buy those online. And then the other thing that they have 
which is actually kind of cool. So Snapchat has this thing called a geo filter option. So if you do have a Snapchat account, once you take a picture or a video of something, you're able to put filters over top of it and kind of edit it the way that you want. It's very, very primary. It's nothing intense like Photoshop, but you're able to add some filters and whatnot. And uh, one thing that Snapchat has is uh, something called a geo filter. And a geo filter is a uh, filter that exists in a certain location on a map. So if I were to drive, for example, to Los Angeles, maybe the city of Los Angeles has paid for a geo filter to be over top of the city from, you know, this square mile to over here. And so whenever someone were to take a Snapchat or a video uh, on their Snapchat um, in that area, in that specific kind of zone, they'll have access to that geo filter. So for example, I'm in Winnipeg, Canada or Manitoba, Canada. And, uh, if I'm in one neighborhood, I'll get a filter that'll pop up that says, you know, the exchange district. But if I drive over to another neighborhood, I'll get a window or a, a filter that pops up that says, you know, Lindenwoods. So it's kind of cool that now while, while, you can have bigger places like let's say the city of Los Angeles could have an entire filter over the city and pay for that service. Um, one thing that I suggest in a few articles that I've written is for birthday parties or, you know, Valentine's day or romantic events, you yourself can design a geo filter and send it into Snapchat and have it, you know, be over a certain square mileage or even a few feet or really however, however much you want it on a map. And then you were to send in your design. So let's say you're celebrating a wedding. You can make a Snapchat geo filter and everyone at that venue who, are, who is in that designated space, when they take a snap, they'll be able to add that customized wedding geo filter to their Snapchats. Oh, by the way, if Chella ever wants to drive to L.A., it's what, 1,950 miles? Oh, that's fast. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, of course, you can use warp drive. Oh, of course. <laughs> In fact, we had a couple of episodes of my paranormal show, The Powercast, where we talked about real ways, real life ways, not fictional ways, not Star Trek, of possibly traveling in a space warp or something, being able to go from one star system to another in oh, minutes, hours, and days rather than centuries. So, you know, maybe you could just beam over to L.A., <laughs> get there in Century City. Yeah, perfect. Why not? Go to Nate and Al's Deli in Beverly Hills. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I am but a Canadian, a strange land. <laughs> a, a Canadian in a strange land. That sounds like a novel one time. All right. So it sounds to me, though, seriously, that the people who set up Snapchat looked at money and ways to make money. A hundred percent. And that's good for them as long as it's not intrusive for the visitor. The only thing I would consider that the only that's a little bit intrusive and that's a little bit uh, bang you over the head, you know, with sponsorship is another feature that Snapchat has is you and you've probably seen them all over the internet. The filters that you you know, those dog filters that you can put dog ears on yourself or put cat ears on yourself or change your voice or make your you know, give yourself a weird squishy face or you know, Snapchat has made these live living filters very popular. And now that they are popular, you have brands, for example, I'm looking at my Snapchat right now, it's Dove. 
it starts off with, you know, you, you have your face in the Snapchat filter and then you raise your eyebrows. This little banner rolls out. It says, let real beauty shine. And it gets rid of, you know, the filter trying to show the user you're the real beautiful one. So it gets a little bit kind of cheesy where these brands will try to take advantage or movies like horror movies will try to take advantage on Snapchat too. They'll pay for a, a living filter that'll turn the user into, you know, like a monster or something like that. But, you know, they're pretty hokey and and not a lot of people go for them uh just from my experience well we're talking about snapchat and all the things that are making it happen why it might be a big money maker or at least those who took advantage of the stock offering are certainly hoping so we have chella lao rousseau from mobile nations more to come on the tech night how live <laughs> are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We use cell phones against our heads every day, but now a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. 1-800-958-6936. Join me, George Norrie, in Joshua Tree, California, May 19th through the 22nd for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference, a weekend of in-depth exploration into ancient aliens, human origins, crop circles, UFO sightings, and new evidence of ongoing contact. The conference will feature panels, lectures, films, workshops, and field work with leading experts including me, Dr. Stephen Greer, Giorgio Sukalos, David Wilcock, Corey Good, Graham Hancock, Linda Moulton Howe, Jim Mars, Michael Tellinger, Eric Von Doniken, 
Hogan, Doc Wallach, and many, many more of the biggest names in ufology. Joshua Tree Retreat Center offers the perfect place for sightings through the clear desert sky. Last year, hundreds saw several real craft up there as we reported on Coast to Coast. Tickets to Contact in the Desert are available at contactinthedesert.com. That's contactinthedesert.com or by calling 323-721-1743. That's 323-721-1743. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Now, Chella, the thing, of course, that has concerned a lot of people about Twitter is its financial plan and... When I go on Twitter, I wonder about this. I mean, obviously, Twitter is popular now because the president of the United States uses it a lot. And I guess it's made Twitter famous because people cover whatever he says. And people have been using Twitter and turning headlines out of it for a while. But how does Twitter make money? You know what? I'm not as familiar with how Twitter kind of functions. Because in my mind, when I kind of came into this... I'm a lot more photography based and a lot more visual based. So I was attracted to apps like Snapchat and Instagram that allowed you to share a lot more visuals. Twitter, I use and I enjoy, but to be 100% honest, I feel like it's not as relevant as it once was. I see a lot of ads on Twitter um, and I do see Twitter's kind of almost gone the same route as Snapchat with their explore page, right? But that's not companies like Vice and CNN directly contributing or directly paying Twitter to have their news stories featured. In my opinion, like I'm not as familiar with how Twitter works. I just know that it's really great if you can go there and, you know, you get a few laughs and whatnot, you get some good information from some tweets, but I don't find it as substantial or as well-rounded as an app like Snapchat that kind of explores a little bit of everything. And even in Snapchat, you know, we're talking about all this oversaturation of messaging. You can make phone calls in Snapchat too. You can, you know, have instant messaging in Snapchat. So I feel like something like Twitter might, might go a little bit to the wayside in the future, but that's just me. Well, all Twitter is good for is those quick 140 character announcements. I mean, if you try to have an interactive conversation with Twitter, it really falls down. Yes, it's not very it, good at it. So it really is a one trick pony. Yes. 
Yeah. It's kind of disappointing because I don't know. I feel like Twitter and you said, you know, it's, it is popular and the, the president of the United States does, does quite certainly enjoy his Twitter interactions. But I find that maybe as younger people maybe see that, see that, you know, these older people are using Twitter, just like how younger people are seeing that more and more older people are using Facebook. I think that people might try to or start to kind of back away from the platform a little bit. Well, I wonder about Facebook, really. Okay. I really do. I wonder about that because of the fact that with Facebook, it gets to be so convoluted and complicated and managing it is is difficult. Like, for example, on our other radio show, on our other radio show, we have a fan club, the Powercast fan club. But we end up now having two of them, for some reason, a group and a community. And I have no idea what the difference is supposed to be, except... That now, if I want to post an announcement on all three, my main account and these two auxiliary accounts, the community and the group, I've got to locate the other two to figure out where it is. And I know my wife is active on Facebook and suddenly she taps something on her iPad and suddenly it's in Slovakian or something. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, and it's it, it. I find it so bizarre because why... You know, Facebook, they, they talk about connecting people and they make it so hard to, to connect or at least to keep keep track of things. And I, I often get called in to kind of consult with new people who are going into social media and they go, you know, I'm trying to post here and it's going here. And you show them and they go, well, two weeks ago, it wasn't like that because it's constantly changing. And I don't really understand why. <laughs> like I said, it makes no sense to me, whatever Facebook, except for the fact that I need to use it. That's all. Yeah. I need to use it, and therefore I do. Otherwise, I can't imagine ever needing it or caring about it. So that's where that goes. Now, in terms of networks, we have Google+, Plus, which I guess never went anywhere. In fact, there was a point there where they tried to force it on you. You know what? I wish I could talk about Google+, Plus, but Google+, Plus is, and it's funny because whenever someone brings it up, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that did, that did, yeah, that did exist. Yeah. And I never had a negative experience with it, but I don't, I couldn't even say if I had a positive one. It just, it, it exists as its own entity. I agree with you. I think that was a big deal there, but it does, it's still there. It, it is still there. And I mean, uh, I believe you need a Google plus account in order to, to use YouTube, right? So I've lost track of that. I really have no idea because my use of Google goes back many years. So in the early days of Gmail, when it was still a beta, which most Google services still are, I signed up for that. And somehow, when you signed up for Gmail, they were also signing you up for Google+, whether you wanted it or not, or maybe there was fine print that you had to check out. But that didn't work very much. No, so, and it it didn't. It's like um, when they when they put, um, was it U2's album on everyone's iPhone? And everyone was like, you know, they're like, oh, here, here's a free album. And people go, no, I don't want this. You know, they thought they were doing something nice. I remember that. Oh, looky here. We've got a free album from YouTube. <laughs> and people said, I don't have that much space yeah, like, on my iPhone. Like, I only have 16 gigabytes. Get this thing off. Now, actually, I think it was only available for download in the cloud. You did not have to take it. It was just there for you to download if you wanted to. And people but were still annoyed by that. People were annoyed because they thought they were being forced to take something they didn't want. 
And even if it's like, even if Google plus was the most amazing thing across the board and the best social media network, when you're telling people that they have to sign up for it, it's almost like, you know, when you're, you, you want to eat these vegetables and then your parents tell you that you have to eat them. And then you're suddenly questioning why you should eat the vegetables. So I find, I find it quite odd that they did it in that way. Maybe if they would have approached it in another way, it, people would have warmed up to Google Plus a little bit more. But in my mind, it just I wouldn't consider it uh, one of the major networks. I'd consider Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat to kind of be the, the holy four networks. Okay, Instagram. What can you tell us about Instagram? Uh, Except Instagram. a lot of show business people use it. Lots of, you know what? It's huge. Uh, Instagram is personally my favorite social media platform to use because um, it it has everything. It has every flavor of everything. It has uh, like I like I as you can tell, I'm big into makeup. I also read a lot of true crime. I also you know follow a few podcasters. I also you know it. Every one of every single flavor is on Instagram, and Instagram's actually started to become like Snapchat in a way because now what you can do is uh, they have something called Instagram Stories, which is identical to Snapchat. You can send photos and videos uh, to either random people or to post to your personal story and they'll disappear after 24 hours. All right. So uh, Instagram, in my opinion, is just kind of like, it's like a hybrid of Snapchat and Facebook. And uh, because of that, I quite like it. Um, and it's it's very popular. Okay, so if... I wanted to have Instagram for dummies. What could you tell me? Well, I would say once you sign up for your Instagram account, you can either post just photos. You can either post just videos. You can do a little combination of the both. Uh, Instagram lets you easily add filters and edit videos and photos. So you don't need to pull them into another app or drag them into Photoshop or anything like that to make them really look good. Um, and then all you need to do is just, you can either upload photos. You don't even need to upload pictures if you really don't want to. You can just creep. Um, that's something that I really like about uh, Instagram is if you ju- you don't even have to post, you can just kind of look at other people's accounts and, and creep and do that. Or you just subscribe to a bunch of accounts that you really like. So you never really have to post if you're on Instagram, if you're not too concerned with having a following. The other thing that you can do on Instagram is like I said, just like Snapchat, you can take photos, videos, post them to your Instagram story, which is different than your Instagram profile, your Instagram profile, your photos and videos exist until you delete them. They can exist forever if need be. And then your Instagram story is like your Snapchat. So it'll go on there and it'll disappear after 24 hours. Okay. That's Instagram. And we'll have more to talk about, maybe even Mashable. Hmm. We got to talk to Chella Lau Rousseau. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host.
host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, what about Mashable? What's that? 
Mashable. You mean or is it a mash? Mashable.com. It's like a multimedia everything kind of program. I'm not as familiar with Mashable, but when I look at Mashable and what I the experience that I have had with it, I almost kind of think of it as the Snapchat Discover page that I had kind of brought up before where uh, different platforms can go and upload very recent, very current news. It's just kind of like a straight news source of a little bit of everything. And uh, Snapchat does a good job of this. And Mashable does too, but I find Mashable to be a little overwhelming. Well, I thought of it when I look at it as kind of a place to do personal blogs. Yeah, I can see that too. And I mean, they do cover so many different things, right? You have things like world entertainment, tech, social media. It's almost kind of like the Snapchat discover page if it goes into a lot more detail. And because I'm someone who likes really fast little almost sound bites, this would probably take up a lot more time than I than I wanted. Snapchat discover and Snapchat news is a lot faster. You're not much into Mashable. My wife looked at it for 10 minutes and said, what is this? <laughs> and she comes yeah. to me and i don't do social networking that much except for the facebook and the messenger and all that legacy stuff like aim and i said well i have to cover the technology industry so i'll figure it out but i couldn't find a reason for her to be there so she has a membership that's probably dormant right now <laughs> mashable is almost kind of like reddit too right except a lot more uh newsy and not as all over the place i find reddit to be very very kind of scattered. Right. We have Reddit. What's Reddit? Reddit? Yeah, I, I just think of it as message boards for anything. That's kind of a very simple way of putting it. Uh, Reddit allows you to connect with people of, from all across the world for different passions. If you're into fishing, if you're into photography, if you're into uh, true crime, if you're into crocheting, if you're into conspiracy theories, uh, Reddit's a really great place to go. Wait um, a minute. Conspiracy theories. That's where some of the ones we've heard about originated on reddit yeah yeah that's you know what there are a few conspiracy theory like forums on reddit i i quite enjoy reading through those and it's it's fun because once you find a form that you really really like or a reddit post that you really really like you can go on and scroll through it for days and hours and you know and really enjoy yourself but like finding a post that you like is like in my opinion finding a needle in a haystack i find that there's just so much it's so overwhelming it's kind of a huge flood of content and unless you're looking in one very specific area it's very easy to get overwhelmed on reddit right well i'm looking here at controversial okay and it's got the current stuff and then one i don't know what this is for it says nobody actually prefers a command line okay and another one new toys are the best toys that's controversial see that's the thing and and it kind of wastes your time in a sense because you'll go on like i'm right now looking at the conspiracy board right you go on here and it's almost like clickbait it wastes your time a little bit because people are trying to get people to you know go to their posts and so it's like oh this happened you'll never believe it and you're on reddit and you're like oh well, well i never believe and you click on there and you, you get lost it's a great time waster oh my gosh if you have a few hours to spare totally go through reddit if you don't and if you're looking for more of a new source or you know something more precise then it, it can become a black hole of sorts Okay, they got a section called Mildly Interesting. Okay. One of the topics, Orthodox and Unorthodox Pedestrians in Jerusalem. Oh, I'm looking at that one right now, too. The way like, this puddle froze over. This single flower coming off a tree. 
Like, see what I mean? You can get lost so quickly in Reddit. I can see that. I got a guilt trip from the bank. Why? Because they charged me $6,000 in overdraft fees? <laughs> like, okay, for example, I'm looking at one right now. Snow did not melt in the shadows. That's it. Does snow melt when you're not looking at it? <laughs> well, I'm Canadian. I should know. Well, you see, I'm in Arizona near Phoenix, <laughs> and I seldom see anything like snow. It's 69 degrees now. It's cloudy. It will be 79 today. And when our listeners hear this show on Saturday evening, it will probably be still in the 60s. Oh, wow. See, right now, it's I'm che- I think it's minus 8 right now. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Anyway, I can see here, Reddit, you can just jump in there. Oh, and you go, you just keep going and going. And the really great thing about Reddit, too, is you can even Google, like, I'll go Reddit uh, true crime. And right there, true crime, serial killers, the form, like, pops up straight from Google. So I don't even need to go through Reddit if I really want to kind of fall into uh, a click hole. (laughs) Okay, Here we go. This is UFOs on Reddit. Thoughts on Robert Bigelow. All right. And Robert Bigelow, by the way, owns Bigelow Aerospace. He basically competes with SpaceX. Okay. Sure, the Elon Musk company to send space-borne trips, shoot rockets, firecrackers into space with people in them. Right on. I prefer warp drive. I'm just telling you the kind of things you run in there. And it's, it, it relates it's, to UFOs only because he was involved in a mystery called the Skinwalker Ranch. One of my favorite witness reports of a black triangle. Open source UFO detector updated to filter out airplanes. Well, I would hope so. Okay? I would hope if you're going to detect UFOs, you would not miss... I understand now you can fall into a rabbit hole here. And it, and I can hear it in your voice. You're probably going to be creeping Reddit a little bit later. Well, no, because I have actually real things to do. <laughs> and I don't think Reddit's a real thing. It's also very, very kind of old-fashioned in the layout and design. It looks like an old-fashioned open-source message board from maybe 10 years ago. Exactly. Like I said, message boards for anything, right? Yeah, exactly. And I see it's endless. I mean, you can almost, and we have a a forum for UFOs and paranormal at the Paracast, we can almost just link to Reddit and get out of the way, which I don't want to do, by the way. By the way, how's Reddit make money? They have ads or something? I'm trying to look at this thing here and see. They'll have ads. If you you look kind of on the right-hand side of the page, there will be ads that pop up there. They also have a lot of AMAs, which is like, or uh, like Ask Me Anything, where big name celebrities will go on Reddit and you can ask them questions about things. I don't know if that'll necessarily make them money, or maybe advertisers would want to advertise if, you know, The Rock is on Reddit and and doing an Ask Me Anything. So Reddit isn't 100% clear for me, but I do know that they have a lot of uh, advertisements running along the side of the page. Tell you what, Chella, tell our listeners if they want to know more of what you do, where do they go? Absolutely. So if you want to know a little bit more about me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Hello Rousseau, or you can check out um, all my writing and my pieces on iMore. I write a lot about photography, a ton about social media, and if you want, you can even follow me on Snapchat, and that again is Hello Rousseau. So, yes. Hello Rousseau. You can find us on Twitter. 
We are Tech Night Owl. You could find Gene Steinberg on Facebook and on Google Plus and maybe some other places. I'll figure it out eventually. And I'll put myself on other places and have no time to do anything else. We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week on the other show called The Paracast at Paracast.com, we're going to feature a special woman's roundtable. We have three of the most active women in UFO research. And they'll tell us about the things they've done and also some of the obstacles they've discovered in breaking the glass ceiling in UFO field. Imagine that. Paracast.com. We also have a special way for you to support our work at technightowl.com, and that's to join the Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. That's plus dot technightowl.com. For a low subscription price, could be $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month, annual five years lifetime. You help support us. You also get a commercial-free version of this show, free of the network ads. It's great, plus.technightowl.com. This has been a blast. I learned lots from you, Chella, Lau, Rousseau. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.